Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Fandom 718, where we talk about almost all things fandom. Tonight, we will be going over WrestleMania Day 1, my thoughts on it, what happened, results. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched night one of WrestleMania 36, then you are in for spoilers. I'll say that one more time. Spoiler alert for anyone who has not watched WrestleMania 36 night one. This is WrestleMania that is just too big for one night. After I go over those, I'm going to give my, not predictions, but what I would like to see for night two. Then I will follow up with a third episode on the results of night two and what I think about night two and WrestleMania overall. Last night I talked a little bit about how I felt about the whole thing and that I feel like it should have been postponed or renamed, but these are the cards we are dealt, so we just have to go through it and make the best of it. Nothing we could do at this point. It's already been filmed, it's already airing, Vince already made the decision. So moving on. By the way, last night, episode one, was my very first time recording. Forgot to silence one of my phones, so I do apologize. Try to be better with that. You live and you learn. Learn from your mistakes. Adapt and overcome. That's how you become a better person. All right, let's go over night one. But before I do that, wearing my Boston Hug Connection shirt today and a Mets hat. Didn't feel like rocking the only WWE hat I had, which was Finn Balor, Balor Club hat. Reason I chose this Boston Hug Connection shirt, very big fan of Bailey and Sasha Banks. And as you know, Bailey defends her championship in a fatal five way. That's going to be interesting because it's Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, Tamina. And Dana Brooke. So I'll go over that later and discuss who I want to win. So cool story about this shirt. Actually, I got it right before WrestleMania 35. Still had the little authentic WWE holographic sticker on it. I did access the day before Mania. And I met Sasha Banks and Bailey, Boston Hill Connection. Got them both to sign my Raw Women's Championship. Took a picture with them. And after I took the picture, Bailey looked at me. Said, hold on, let me help you out with something. Ripped off the little holographic sticker and put it on my arm. And my reply with that was, hey, at least you know it's real. I didn't know what to say, but that's pretty cool. She took the time out to take that sticker off. So if you look at the picture I have with them, the stickers on my shirt. Kind of embarrassing. I didn't think she would notice, but she did. And she took it off. And that sticker I still have to this day. Just a cool little story. All right. Last night, night one, we're going to start with the tag team women's match. Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross defeated the Kabuki Warriors, as I mentioned yesterday. 
really didn't care who won that match. I was leaning maybe 51-49 in favor of Alexa Bliss because I'm a big fan of her as well. Met her in Disney World in Florida. Pretty chill person, really cool. But the Kabuki Warriors, especially Asuka, are hilarious. Had me dying. Now I got to get a little better at time management. It is 7.22. I was supposed to start recording at 6.30. Again, got caught up in Call of Duty, but not Warzone this time. Uh, TDM, Team Deathmatch. So I'm starting a little late and again distracted because I'm watching Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT Championship. So far, pretty good match. So going back to day one, Kabuki Warriors, hilarious. The fact that there was no audience, maybe I heard the audio better, but it was pretty hilarious. I enjoyed that match. Elias and King Corbin, again, did not care for. Like I said yesterday, going for the face, Elias, and he did win. Now, Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler was rooting for Becky Lynch, happy she won, but the way she won... Just a simple rollover pin. It was really anticlimactic. Uh, didn't do it for me. There was like no hype at all. I wanted to see them wrestle. I wanted to see like a Bailey Sasha Banks NXT takeover type match where these women fight and showcase their talent and just kind of like an Iron Man match, just back and forth and really showed what they got. I felt like it was too quick. It was rushed. The lack of hype. Disappointing ending. Just the fact that it was kind of eh, bleh, whatever. Moving on. Sami Zayn defeated Daniel Bryant. It was a clean victory. I wanted Daniel Bryant to win, but I knew Sami Zayn just won this Intercontinental Championship, and he wasn't going to drop it that quick. So I'm okay with that. It's perfectly fine to me. Now, that tag match with John Morrison, Jimmy Uso, and Kofi Kingston, that match was, was great. That match showcased athleticism, had action, chairs, not chairs, excuse me, ladders, pain, comedy. It was great. I was able to hear them. I was able to hear Jimmy say, I flatten your face, Kofi, like a pancake, boy. That part had me dying. That was actually really funny. I also heard Kofi saying, stay down. I respect you, but you need to stay down to Jimmy as he threw a ladder on top of him. So it was kind of cool. Those are things that you normally don't hear. So it was cool to see their personalities come out. Great match. Now the ending with that match. You have these three men on top of the ladders. All three holding the, the gold title holder, I'll call it. And the title's on it. All three men are holding it. Jimmy, Kofi, give Morrison a headbutt. Morrison falls off with the actual physical titles. 
and they leave Jimmy and Kofi holding the gold part. Morrison ends up winning because he came down with the physical titles. Man, I felt like that could have went the other way. And if it did go the other way, that would have been crazy. What I thought happened when Morrison fell off initially, I thought Kofi and Jimmy were the winners. And that was going to be a tag team. They had to defend the titles together, Kofi and Jimmy, which I would have been okay with. Even that, if that went on for two, three weeks, I would have tuned in to watch Kofi Kingston and Jimmy as a tag team champion just to see them defend them. They could have dropped it two weeks later, whatever. That would have been cool. That would have been different. I would have loved to see that. Now, Seth and Owens. I was definitely mad at first. Like, KO can't catch a break. Even though he won because Seth hit him with the bell and was DQ'd. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. They're just burying this guy. Pay-per-view after pay-per-view, he just can't catch a break. But turned out the match went on as a no-disqualification match. And KO wins. KO finally beat Seth Rollins. Clean victory. That was also a very good match. I enjoyed that. Now, the match I probably disliked the most. Braun Strowman and Goldberg. At first, I was heated. Goldberg came out strong with four spears. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> He's going to hit him with four spears. And that's it. Game over. 30-second match. Goldberg retains. I would have been highly upset. But what happened? Goldberg tried hitting a jackhammer. Braun flips it into his power slam. Does four of those. Ends up winning. Very quick match. Again, didn't display any athleticism, really. Just four moves each. The same four moves. Which is what you come to expect from a Goldberg match at this point. The fact that Braun won, I was happy. The fact that he run, won in front of an empty stadium, not so happy. Felt like the match could have had more. But again, you can't expect much from a Goldberg match at this point in his career. It is what it is. Happy with the result. Not how they got there. Now, let's talk about the... Main event. The main event between AJ Styles and Undertaker. After the match, went straight to WWE on Instagram, reading comments. Sounds like it was 60-40. loved it, liked it. 40% hated it, absolutely trying to destroy them in the comments, saying, what is this? How is this wrestling? What are you doing? Is this a movie? Just completely trashing WWE. Personally, I know they didn't have this planned going into WrestleMania, but given the situation with all the coronavirus and having to alter things and have no fans and have it in the performance center, I think this was great. I personally love this match. 
it was basically like a, a little show, a little movie, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the editing. I'm okay with the music that went along. I'm okay with the storytelling. And that's really what, you know, wrestling is, storytelling, entertainment, and it had both elements. Definitely different. I mean, kind of has been done in the past. If you remember Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt. I mean, it has been done, but this was on a different scale. This was created really well. The editing was great. Music was great. Story was great. I really enjoyed it, and it saved the night. For me, in my opinion, it felt more like a special event because the rest of day one or WrestleMania with no fans, it just feels like a Raw. doesn't feel, you know, like WrestleMania. So with that being said, I really enjoyed the match. I really did. At first, I thought Taker was doing too much. It's just my critique, right? Like nothing is ever perfect. Someone always has something to say. But again, I'm starting off by saying I did love it. But just, you know, a few critiques. One is that in the beginning, I felt like Undertaker was just too dominant. There was no back and forth. But once Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson came in and those men in the hood, that was epic. That was amazing. I enjoyed that. And then AJ came back. And, you know, it was a back and forth. Then AJ was dominating. So that critique threw it out the window. I feel like it was well balanced. But the only thing that I did not like is that there was no iconic sit-up of The Undertaker. You know, when he's down on the floor and he finally sits up? I didn't see that. The closest thing I saw to that was maybe him in the grave and then, you know, popping up behind AJ. I guess that, that was the attempt at that. I'll take it. It is what it is. And a tombstone. I feel like he should have tombstoned AJ. And AJ would have fell in the hole after the tombstone. Or tombstone AJ next to the grave and roll him in. I would have taken that. But he did end up giving a tombstone to Carl Anderson. So there was one tombstone there. I'll take it. Again, overall, love this match. I love the American Badass. I love that character. When he rides the motorcycle, that bandana, fist high in the air. I personally like that version of The Undertaker a lot. So overall, as I mentioned yesterday, my favorite wrestler is The Undertaker. He would definitely be on my Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. So I'm a little biased. But that match overall was great. It could have been anyone versus AJ. If the editing was the same, story was the same. It would have been dope. It could have been The Fiend versus AJ. I just, I really, I really like the match. There's not much more I could say. There was people bashing it, saying, what is this? This isn't wrestling. This is a movie. Well, they did the best with what they had, all right? They told the story, very entertaining, and just accept it for what it is, all right? Undertaker is a little older, right? You know, he has had a few botches in the ring because of, you know, wear, tear, fatigue, getting tired. 
and things like that. So I'm happy I didn't have to watch and botch anything because that truly hurts me when it happens. It gets me sad. So I'm happy I didn't have to witness that. And just saw good, entertaining, wrestling, storytelling. So it checks all the boxes for me. I really enjoyed it. And everyone critiquing it and bashing it. You know what? You people are never happy. Try to find some positive. So if they had it in the ring, right? Like a traditional wrestling match, you guys would have critiqued it anyways. You would have bashed it. You would have called it dumb. You would have done or said whatever you had to say and just say, oh, that, it was in front of no fans. This is terrible. But just try to find, you know, the silver lining, guys. Moving on. Now we move on to night two. And what I think will happen in night two or what I want the results to be in night two. Oh, breaking news from night two, actually, of WrestleMania 36. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The first match just concluded between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte Flair has done it again, this time at WrestleMania. She is the new NXT champion. Saw that coming, and that's a perfect segue because this is the result I wanted. I wanted Charlotte Flair to win that NXT championship, and she did. Next match of the night, let's go with Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. Personally, do not care about this. I'm just going to go with the face, Otis. I hope Otis wins. Edge, Randy Orton, last man standing match. I don't know if this is Edge's retirement match or his last match at all, but I haven't seen him in a while. I would like to see him win. That would be nice to see. Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley. I'm going 100% with Alistair Black. I have never been a fan of Bobby Lashley. I don't find him entertaining, especially his character when he came back and everything with Rusev and Lana and Bobby Lashley. Let me tell you, that story went on for about two and a half months. As soon as that story aired, I stopped watching Raw completely. Completely for the two and a half months to three months, whatever it was, from the time that story aired until Royal Rumble. So that three months in between, I just boycotted wrestling. Was not a fan at all of that storyline. So I am going with Aleister Black for this one. I think Lana should stop being in Bobby Lashley's corner and they should just go their separate ways and Bobby Lashley can move on. That story does not interest me whatsoever. And I feel like I don't know one person who likes that storyline. So let's get it together, WWE. Let's get it together. The Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza. All right. This should be an interesting match. I personally also do not care who wins this match. I like the Street Profits. And I think Garza and uh, Austin Theory are, 
athletic and two good wrestlers. You know what? I'm going to give it to them. I want Austin Theory and Angel Garza to win. That That's what I'm rooting for. I just made up my mind right now. All right. Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. Those are the five. Who? I'm going with. I said it before, I'm a big fan of Bailey. Big fan of Sasha Banks. Like Naomi a lot. Fan of Naomi's. Lacey Evan, I didn't like the way she debuted, coming out once in a while, here and there, walking down, walking out, whatever. Once she finally got in the ring, I do like Lacey Evans. And the thing she does for the veteran community, actually, off camera. I appreciate that. She's a former Marine. I was Army. So shout out to her. Tamina, I feel like Tamina has been irrelevant for a while. And she's a, a dominant force, a great athlete. I might go with the underdog, Tamina, tonight. That's who I think is going to win. That's why I kind of want to win. Logically, but, you know, I can't. I can't root against Sasha Banks. So my heart says Sasha. My mind says Tamina. So I'm a little torn. Here we go. Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. Again, I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar. I'm not a fan of Goldberg. I'm tired of them getting opportunities and taking them away from other athletes who bust their ass, you know, all year. And then these people win the titles in two minutes and then get the defend them on the grandest stage of them all. So that's no-brainer. Drew McIntyre, been in the business for a very long time, went through 3MB. I feel like Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal had their opportunity. Drew, this is yours. And that's it. Drew McIntyre better win this title against Brock. I think everyone will be highly upset if he doesn't. So I'm going Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre. John Cena. First, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, John Cena, cool guy. All right, but he buried Bray Wyatt. That's the whole beef that's going on. He buried him the first time they had the match. All right, whatever. Let's let's move on and let's get The Fiend to win. The way that he was destroyed by Goldberg at Crown Jewel was embarrassing, and I feel that Goldberg and Brock are burying more people than Cena has. So... The Fiend needs redemption. He needs to be hot again. He needs that push. Let's get him to beat John. Finally overcome that hurdle, which is John Cena. And that's it. And John Cena, you better come back next year to WrestleMania 37 if you want to retire. That's where you do it. Um, because I will try my best to be in Hollywood. And I would like to see that in person. Can't do it in front of a empty arena. That's just a no-go. So... Let's try that. And that concludes my predictions. Or again, not predictions, just what I want to happen. And on the pre-show, Liv Morgan defeated Natalia. Again, that's what I wanted to happen anyways, so I'm happy that happened. And that concludes what I want to happen on night two of WrestleMania 30.
six. I love Alistair Black's entrance, by the way. He's coming out right now to go against Bobby Lashley. So that's why I kind of paused. His entrance song is also amazing. Having the opportunity to see him and Ricochet be the workhorse and just grind last year at WrestleMania 35. Man, they killed it on NXT. They really went in. Then you had them at WrestleMania. Then you had them on Raw and SmackDown. They worked all four days, busted their ass, crazy athleticism, crazy moves, kept me entertained all four different times I watched them live in those matches. Just great, great athletes, great wrestlers, big fan of them both. And their title runs should be coming soon. So Aleister Black and Ricochet have a lot of respect for those guys, especially after watching them last year and work four days in a row, basically. And not only work, but produce great, great matches. I think their, yeah, their match on SmackDown, it was, they had Mustafa Ali on their, on their team. That was, that was great too. But Ricochet and Mustafa Ali are absent from this year's WrestleMania, but I feel like that could change and should change, and they should be somewhere in the story next year, WrestleMania 37, and I hope all this coronavirus stuff dies out before then. I know Wave 2 is expected to come back in fall. Hopefully that is reduced dramatically now that we know what we're facing and we know what to do. We'll be ready because I don't want WrestleMania 37 to be like this. I need to get back to a mass gathering in a large stadium with 100,000 plus fans in attendance. And I will be there in LA. Very excited for that one. I got to make up for this year. So with all that being said... I'm done with episode two of Fandom 718, where we covered a recap of night one of WrestleMania 36 and my wants for victories on night two of WrestleMania 36. Episode three of Fandom 718 will be posted later tonight, post day two of WrestleMania. Or tomorrow, which is Monday, April 6th. And that would just be a recap of night two. And those three episodes, the first arc, if you will, of Fandom 718, it would be strictly WWE, WrestleMania 36. Once we move on from WrestleMania 36, maybe we'll get into Raw, NXT, SmackDown, Really trying hard to get Ed and Paul on this show, hopefully maybe tomorrow, so they could give their opinions on WrestleMania 36. I know me and Ed, for example, we loved the Undertaker match. Paul wasn't a very big fan, and that's okay, because everyone has an opinion. I mean, it doesn't mean it's right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but everyone has an opinion, and that's what we're here to discuss, and just voice our opinions. That's really it is. Not to argue, not to fight. Just, you know, to each their own, man. To each their own. Again, just doing this to spread positivity. P.O.P. And keep ourselves occupied and entertained during these hard times when we're stuck at home. 
So, Paul, hope you feel better. Hope you can make it tomorrow or tonight. And Ed, hope everything's going good with you, man. Hope to see you tonight or tomorrow as well. Uh, finally, the black sheep could come together and make this happen. It's been a long time in the making. And after this first arc, we'll see where Fandom 718 goes. We'll see uh, what's the next fandom we cover. Possibly Funko. If we cover Funko, I'll definitely have to invite the Hua. I'll introduce you guys to him during that episode. He's a fanatic. I'm I don't I don't know if I'll call myself a fanatic, but I do have quite a few Funko Pops <laughs> in my collection. But that really concludes tonight's episode. Thank you for listening, or thank you for watching, if you're watching. I appreciate you all. Stay safe. Have a great night. I hope you enjoy night two of WrestleMania. Make the best of it. <laughs> Try not to complain because, you know, the show must go on. Got to make the best of it. This time is temporary. Hopefully everything goes back to normal, but just use this as an escape. And if you're one of those people who... Just complain, complain, complain during night one. Then don't watch night two. Just don't watch it. Do something else to entertain yourself. But we're all here trying to escape this reality that we're in. And thank you, WWE, for allowing us, you know, an outlet, a distraction, an escape from reality. I do appreciate it greatly. I mentioned that yesterday. And thank you to everyone that's essential working out there. Have a good night, everyone, and again, thank you for listening.